powerful radio stations in the world. We're one of them. We are controlling transmission. WLTK DB. Let's talk. Alternative Talk Radio. WLTKDB.com. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host and guest. Any content provided by our host or guest are of their opinion and do not intend to harm any religions, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. seek answers to the questions that have crossed all of our minds. What happens to us when we die? Is there an afterlife? I'm a regular guy who discovered the gift of psychic mediumship in my 30s. My passion for history and the unknown have put me right here, right now. My mantra for anything paranormal is, we don't know much and anything is possible. Join me as we find our way through the stories, evidence, and experiences of the paranormal and beyond in search of answers, even if that leads to more questions. Are you with me? Episode 3 of the Paranormal Peak Show. I'm your host, Peter Orbea. We're live on Let's Talk Radio, WLTKDB.com. And uh, episode 3, we're getting more in the books. Yahoo! Um, and it's December 8th. Gosh, getting closer to the holidays. I can't even believe it. I know everyone says that, but time really does fly as you get old. <laughs> so can't believe the holidays are right around the corner but uh, uh exciting show tonight for you guys i'm super excited to have um psychic medium seth michael um from here in washington and um he's a guy that's been a big part of of my journey um kind of you know at the start of it we'll talk a little bit more about that but i'm really excited to have him on um he's got a lot of great thoughts on on things anything with spirits um He's a spiritual advisor, consultant, medium, and investigator, and um, with a lot of great experience. And so I'm really excited to have him on. Um, he'll, we'll be bringing uh, Seth on after our first break at 20 after the hour. And right now we're at the top of the hour, episode three. Um, and we're streaming on Facebook tonight, just kind of trying some different things. And uh, um, plus, you know, we want to show me and Seth smiling faces um, to everybody. So, <laughs> um, but a couple of things coming up. Um, I'm hosting my first virtual um, gallery reading this Saturday, 7 p.m., and it's via Google Meet. So you can pull up a piece of your couch and get comfy, and you don't have to go anywhere. Um, and if you information on that event is at my Facebook page, so facebook.com forward slash paranormal Pete show, and you can look up the events there. Tickets are 25 bucks and, um, everyone has the opportunity for a reading. It's going to go for about an hour and a half. Uh, it may go a little bit longer, but right about an hour and a half, um, depending on what's coming through. 
I have always enjoyed doing gallery readings um, and group readings just because you never quite know who's going to show up um, in a reading. And one of my favorite examples of that is in-laws will show up and uh, the person that I was getting the information for will say, well, geez, I didn't think so-and-so liked me. And well, they liked you enough to come visit you. So you never quite know who's going to show up for you. So it's always a lot of fun. So that's this Saturday night, uh, just in time for the holidays. And uh, hopefully, I'm looking forward to hopefully bringing um, some good messages that people need and um, have some fun with it. So that's that's one of the things I like to do um, for my gallery and group readings is, is to have some fun while we're doing it. So it's not um, such a, a downer type of a feel you know we want um we want to remember the good the good things about people coming through and stuff so we'll have some fun but if you go to uh facebook.com go to my facebook page paranormal pete show and check out the events there and i think tickets will be on sale right up until the event starts and again that's 25 bucks for that um if you guys like the i'm doing some housekeeping here if you guys like the theme music for my show it's a song called magic um uh, from the band i'm in called steady rock cosmonaut shout out to the boys and the the fellow cosmonauts um that's a song called magic and it's off our debut album called the sleeper awakens so you can head over to steadyrockcosmonaut.com and check it out. We've got a music video from uh, one of our songs, and you can check out the album, and uh, you can get it pretty much anywhere. You can buy music uh, online. So, But I also want to give a special shout-out to my bro and bandmate, Corey J, uh, in Steady Rock Cosmonaut. He also has another group called Wawa Punks, and that's W-A-W-A-P-U-N-X. And they just released their second album, and it's called Fantasia with a PH. And uh, so go check that out. Hit YouTube, give it a spin, and then uh, go get the album. So I just want to give a special shout out to Corey J. Uh, and congrats on uh, releasing the second album for the Wawa Punks. Um, okay, so enough house housekeeping and uh, shameless self promotion here. <laughs> um, so Seth, as I mentioned, uh, who's going to be my guest tonight was a, a big part of um, my psychic journey and in, in the, I guess, the starting of my psychic journey. And, um, you know, it was just quite an experience. And so I'm going to ask him about that. But uh, if you didn't listen to my first show, you can at the, sh- at the station archive at WLTKDB.com. And all the shows are archived uh, that are on the station. So if you miss one, or you want to go back a couple of weeks and, and check an episode out. All the shows are on there. There's a lot of great shows on this station. So I encourage you to take advantage of the archive and go, go check some stuff out. If you need something to listen to, check it out. Um, but if you didn't catch my first show, um, I kind of introduced, um, you know, who I am, my story, you know, my weird story about what's brought me to right here, right now. And uh, Seth was a big part of that, and he's the person, the first person I ever got a psychic reading from. And, um, you know, I've had a couple of other friends, you know, um, do kind of a reading, but it wasn't like an official one where I was sitting down and paying for it. Um, So Seth was the first person I ever got a reading from, and he essentially had me do my own reading 
And through that whole experience, um, you know, I talk about just my stomach flip-flopping, just all kinds of feelings and just, oh my gosh, uh, you know, a million butterflies in your stomach all of a sudden. And it kind of got me thinking the other night about, you know, I think most people can get those feelings or it's, it's definitely more recognizable. And that, you know, is kind of through the, the empath uh, that everybody has. So when you're, you know, if you're an empath, you're very sensitive to other emotions, other people's feelings and emotions, um, you know, and so throughout that whole kind of awakening experience for me um, and discovering um, my gift um, was, was these feelings and it just kind of, they were really overbearing at first and really strong and they still, it still kind of comes in waves, you know, depending on where I'm at. But, uh, you know, so I think a lot of people, um, you know, they're, you may be on your way to an awakening experience, but I think the most common thing people can experience psychically is, is the feelings and the emotions, the empath. And a lot of people just don't realize that, I think. And a lot of the um, readings I've done for clients over the years um, and, you know, investigations and, you know, a lot of people talk about feeling stuff. And so, you know, empath is a is a pretty big thing and it shouldn't be overlooked um by people and i think you know kind of the a lot of people think of psychic work maybe more historically as of more than recent is that um you know it's just it's just a weird thing so or if i'm going to be psychic i want i'm going to be seeing stuff i'm going to be you know visually seeing all this stuff well a lot of it starts out with feelings and getting those feelings. And, and I'm, you know, again, I'm not just talking about sympathy, you know, feeling, feeling bad for somebody else, but actually feeling other people's uh, emotions and energy in a sense there. Um, And so, you know, how do you tell, what are some things that might let you know that you're an empath? And by the way, if you want to comment or ask any questions, head over to the station chat. Uh, at WLTKDB.com. Join the station chat. And then if you want to make a comment or uh, ask a question, that's the place to do it. I'm not really, um, I'm not seeing Facebook Live, so I'm not really able to kind of keep up with those comments. Uh, But if you want to comment on there, I can go back later and try and answer your questions as well. But how do you tell? How do you tell if you're an empath? Well, it's the feelings, right? Um, One of the best examples that, that I use uh, in talking with people is the Walmart effect or the Fred Meyer effect or, um, you know, crowded stadium effect. And, you know, I think some people are starting to realize where I'm going with this. You know, how long can you stay in a place like Walmart or Fred Meyer's or, you know, some big shopping um, shopping, you know, outlet, uh, where there's a lot of people, how long can you hang out in there before you start to get aggravated or, you know, feel like a bull that's about to see red? Um, Hey, if that doesn't happen to you, that's awesome. More power to you. I have about a 40 minute limit (laughs) and then I got to get out. I got to get in, 
get my shopping done, and get out. Of course, nowadays I'm utilizing the pickup function, which is really nice for empaths. <laughs> um, but when you think about it, when you're in a place like, you know, Walmart, whatever it is, you know, a big, big shopping outlet, everyone, look at what everyone else is doing there. They're shopping after work or they're on their break um, or, you know, it's at the end of the day and they're exhausted, stressed out, already thinking about tomorrow. And you're walking right into this minefield of emotions and energy. And so these stores can actually kind of be a good test for you. Um, you know, everybody's hurrying through there. They're stressed out. They're thinking about tomorrow and maybe you as well. Maybe you're kind of doing the same thing, but if you kind of stop and, and, you know, look at yourself or, you know, really look at what's around you, are those feelings yours that, you know, when you kind of get, uh, you kind of get your, your teeth are gritting and you're, uh, you feel like I got to get out of here or my lid's going to blow here. Um, you know, that, that's a, you know, look around you. Is there are a lot of people around you. You might be feeling other people's emotions and their stress and all this stuff. Well, if you don't recognize that, then it's going to build up on you and it's going to keep building up on you and it's going to keep building up on you until eventually it's like you have this big black cloud of everyone else's, you know, bad energy, stress, the stuff that they're exuding as they're storming through a store, throwing stuff in their shopping cart. So anybody listening out there, and hopefully you're probably not shopping at this time of night on the East Coast, um, but, uh, you know, think about it. When you go into these big places, or maybe you just you, you just can't stand crowds. You can't be in a crowded place because it just it feels too much for you. You could be an empath. And, but, you know, those big stores is a great test. And so next time, you know, if you're not sure, next time you go to one of those stores, you know, start paying attention, you know, is there kind of a time limit where, you know, only after so long X amount of minutes, you know, you're kind of ready to see red and, 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 you know, just get out of there. So that, that's a good way to, to, you know, kind of gauge your empath. And I think everybody, in some way or another has that ability. Um, it's just whether or not we recognize it. And that goes a lot with a lot of, of psychic work and, and clairvoyance and, and all that. I mean, we just may think it's our imagination, but it could be something else. So, you know, are you an empath? You know, it, it, there's a lot of struggles that come with that. Uh, it can be cool. It can be a good thing, but there's a lot of struggles with that. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, trying to talk to people about, you know, clients and stuff is just being able to turn that down get in, you know, turn that, those feelings down. And really there's a lot of different ways you can turn that anxiety. That's everyone else's emotions. It's just kind of built up on you. There's, you know, probably a bazillion kind of ways to do it. Everyone's a little differently, but um, you know, if you, can visualize something uh, of a turning down something. Maybe if you're a chef or you love to cook, that's like your place is the kitchen. Maybe if you're just feeling overwhelmed and you realize, you know, it's not just your emotions, you're feeling everybody else's. Well, maybe you visualize you've got a, um, a stovetop dial, 
you know, on yourself somewhere and you turn that down, you turn that flame down on the burner, you know, so that might work for, you know, if, if food is your thing, um, I'm a musician. And so for me, I naturally visualize, uh, you know, a bass amp or a guitar amp knob. And if I'm feeling just overwhelmed and, and when it, I keep talking about feelings, stuff, I should say it mostly feel like it's in your abdomen, kind of in your core, right? Your solar, pre, your solar plexus, your heart chakra, you know, your, your, your upper abdomen. That's where you're going to feel a lot of this stuff if you're empath. And so I kind of visualize uh, a guitar amp knob uh, to be specific, a Fender twin deluxe amp, you know, one of the old fashioned knobs. And I just kind of turn it down to zero or two or three, depending on how I'm feeling. And so there's, a, a, like I said, a million different ways that you can do that, but it kind of starts with, you know, a little bit of just visualization with yourself. And so I just kind of wanted to bring that up because with the holidays coming up, the stresses and, and with everything going on in our crazy world these days, stresses uh, through the roof, you know, I feel it everywhere. I'm, I'm sure other um mediums and and psychics and you know sensitives they're feeling it too it's 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 going to get worse leading up to the holidays and so i just want to put that out there that you can turn it down you just gotta visualize what works for you um you know for me like i said it's a it's a guitar amp knob maybe it's something really weird uh, that you that your brain keeps going to to visualize uh, it may be something that totally doesn't make sense um, but you know let your go with it uh, if you're visualizing something you know your brain just keeps going to it and you're like this does not make sense for turning something down like a knob or a lever or anything like that you know it's uh, it's just strange well just go with it trust me, just go with it and uh, see what happens and visualize whatever this is that's going to turn these feelings down for you. Um, you know, I think it's, it'll at least make you help stay a little more sane um, during the, during this holiday season, especially since this one's going to be, I think, you know, a lot different for everybody um, this year. And so, you know, watch, uh, watch how you're feeling, try and recognize if, you know, uh, you don't really have a reason to be so stressed out, but you were just in a location where everyone is speeding around you and they're, you know, shop in, like I said, in, in a shopping store, everyone's speeding around you, they're stressed out. You're going to start to feel that. So I just want to mention that to hopefully help you out going into, um, kind of the crunch time for, uh, for the holiday season. So just be aware of it. Energies everywhere. You know, I think humans, we pick up on each other so much. Um, I mean, look at the yawn effect. Um, you know, when you see, and I, and I don't know all the science behind it. I'll disclaim that, <laughs> but you know, it, it just kind of makes me think, well, yeah, if, if it's possible that I see somebody on, well, that makes me want to yawn. That makes the next person want to yawn. Well, their energies can do the same thing. So if someone's just carrying a lot of bad stuff with them, empaths, you know, you're out there. You know what it feels like. It's, you know, it can feel like a punch to the gut. 
but you can definitely feel it. So let's all try um, and stay sane <laughs> this holiday season. And just remember that uh, when you're out and about um, and, ho- and hopefully being safe, but when you're out and about, just you know, be cognitive that, you know, you're probably picking up other people's stuff too. So, um, you know, let's do it. Let's figure out what visually works for you, what visualization you want to go that works for you and your subconscious and your brain and how you feel and go with that. Try it out. See if you feel better. Um, see if you can turn that volume down on all the BS that everyone else is putting out around you. So, well, we're going to pay some station bills here. We're going to take you to our first break. Um, It's about almost 20 after. On the other side of this break, we're going to be bringing in Mr. Seth Michael. I'm so excited to stay with us on the Paranormal Pete Show. I'm your host, Peter Obeya. We'll see you on the flip side. WLTK DB Let's Talk Patreon is a place for creators We're one of them Visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash WLTKDB. Check out all the unique support tiers we offer. You can get early release episodes, station mugs and t-shirts, free station service work, and much more. Help the station reach its $1,000 per month goal to make our station totally ad-free. Patreon.com slash WLTKDB. We appreciate your support. Ever wanted to host your own radio show? If your answer is yes, then the time to act is now. WLTKDB Let's Talk is now accepting new programming more affordable than ever. You create the show idea and we'll take care of the rest. Not only do we create your program intro and provide broadcast training, but also syndicate you to popular outlets like Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. You get all of this starting at 100 bucks per month. Three packages to choose from and built to make your wallet happy. Contact us at WLTKDB.com with your show idea and let's bring your dream to life. All topics accepted and you have full rights to your program. Contact us today and reserve your spot on WLTKDB Let's Talk. What are you waiting for? Let's do this. Maggie Reiki is a full-service Reiki therapy center offering both in-person and distance Reiki sessions. Reiki is a gentle healing energy that can assist in clearing, repairing, and maintaining energy that is vital for optimal health. Reiki can also assist with anxiety, depression, and even addiction. You can schedule a Reiki session by visiting our website, www.mackeyreiki.com. That's www.m-a-c-k-e-y-r-e-i-k-i.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Paranormal Pete Show, episode three, December eighth. I'm your host, Peter Orbea, and um, can't believe I've got three episodes so far. Woohoo! And uh, well, I'm we've got a special guest tonight, and really, they're all special to me. Uh, but this guy, I would say, he's, he's going to always have a spot in my heart, um, and. He's muted right now. Um, (laughs) 
but uh, I've always loved talking with Seth and uh, he's made a, a big impact on my life. Last time we were talking, he was saying it's amazing just the ripple effect of helping one person and then them helping other people and all this kind of stuff. And it really is true. And so, you know, Seth was a big part of, of my journey and, and still is. And so I'm my pleasure to bring you guys psychic medium, Seth, Michael, how you doing, Seth? Hey, great. Thank you very much for asking me to be on your show. Of I'm course. I'm really man. excited. Yeah. Well, this won't be the only time. So you're roped in now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I want to thank you for, for taking time to come on, and, and I've got a lot of stuff uh, I think we can talk about. And You had a great topic going on there, too, the empath topic. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything you want to add to that? Sure. Some things that help me, uh, along with visualization, are uh, salt. Sometimes the uh, there's float tanks you can go in that have a ton of salt in there, and it oh, seems yeah. to do thing with the our force fields it seems to clear us off well you can simply just take a bath with epsom salts even or you can use unprocessed salt uh we i use a shower and i just rub it on my body and then uh, i used to do that after a huge gallery reading so like 60 people or whatever and i would feel my mind is mush and i and i felt really wide open as you know and Mm -hmm. so i would do that and then I would feel more grounded instantly. Also, going outside and, and with your shoes off, uh, getting into the dirt, planting your feet in the ground can give you a sudden grounding, just a, a grounding feeling. Uh, even touching a rock. I paint rocks nowadays. And one reason I do that, that I keep doing it, is because of the energy. It's so... Like a centered kind of feeling, organic, and, right? It's, yeah, it's that organic, yeah, yeah. So anything that that helps you to feel like centered back into yourself, back into your body, kind of thing. Yeah, those are those are some suggestions, and also just being mindful and aware because a lot of times we don't realize we'll just be in a tizzy and just like I don't know why I feel like this. I just feel crazy, <laughs> but you don't realize that you were just at like you said the store, and maybe you didn't it you didn't put two and two together that you're right. feeling really flighty or not yourself or you know could have picked up something like empaths are natural. I think our natural vel we're velcro. Yeah, just things <laughs> stick to us. <laughs> yes, where some people have, I I found working with people, the people that are utilizing the top of their head more, which is the clear cognizance is called. So it's mm-hmm. like the crown chakra. Right. They don't have as it's not going through the solar plexus, how they're processing the world or right. or the unseen. So they're not having to filter all those emotions through where we are feeling everything at once right and going through that way and we may be using utilizing utilizing the intuition or claircognizance too where we get the pure information but then it can get clouded with the with the emotions so it's good to practice how to sort that yeah and and there's just a bunch of different ways you can do it and it's just you know you got to find what works for you you know exactly and, you know what 
what in your life as always speaks to you and, and kind of go with that. I like the salt idea too. I mean, that's something that uh, anybody could do and not have to really take the time of trying to develop themselves as an empath. They can just do something that's more of a physical thing. So that's, that's really cool. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, or saging, smudging, smudging yeah. with sage people. Uh, you do that a lot. And that seems to help too. You can, some people do it from the top of their head all the way down, get under your arms, um, bottom right. of your feet, or you could do it from the bottom up, however you're most comfortable. Um, yeah. When I do it, I usually feel like I had a full body massage. So, nice. Well, that yeah. sounds good. <laughs> Everyone needs that every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, yeah. And there's just so much you know, stress out there right now, especially um, with the holidays coming up. And I think the year we've all had that, you know, this kind of stuff is, is important to do to take care of yourself. Um, you know, especially if you're empath and maybe you just don't know your empath, but maybe hopefully after hearing this, you might, you know, stop and, and kind of take stock. And, you know, that's why I wanted to bring it up for maybe those who, you know, have kind of questioned maybe a little bit, am I an empath? I just don't really know. And, you know, that's why I was thinking, you know, the, the grocery store is a great test for that. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yes, it sure is. <laughs> it sure yeah. is. That it can also be for people. Uh, well, people that are, we can go into this a little bit more tonight if you want, but people that are open to spirits feeling their emotions as well. That, exactly. that could be part of that too. I know there's yep. a store that I go to sometimes like in this one area, I can feel it really full. So if uh, spirits, right. even if there's no client, no customers back there, it's just me. I still feel like there's a lot of stress and a lot going on. Yeah. So, and then I've asked the employees and they felt the same thing <laughs> in that area. Uh. Well, there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so they didn't even realize that they were picking up on it. Yeah. So, and that's a great point of, of not just the living people that you might, someone might be feeling that it's those who are on the other side too, that we're feeling and picking up as well. Yes. Yeah. There's a class, maybe Kristen's listening. Maybe she can uh, find out or, or let us know when Sonia, jo- Sonia Jorgensen's class yes. is. Yeah. It's empath. It's up. Yep. Empath. And it's this Saturday at three o'clock. Oh, so perfect. You already yeah. know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go to uh, look up Resonance Healing on Facebook, uh, you'll find her page in that event there. And it's, Excellent. It's, it's 20 bucks uh, for two hours, and uh, that would be a great resource for anybody out there who's, who's kind of struggling right now. So, yes. yeah, great, great point. Gee, Seth, you read my mind. i also do uh one-on-one classes with people too if they want the customized suggestions and i try Mm -hmm. to connect with the person and and give them tips and pointers on on what to do that would you know hopefully be right for them yeah yeah and that that kind of is is part of your role as a as a spiritual advisor right right? you know and and mentoring and, and stuff like that when well i wanted to ask you you know everybody who's you know, been psychic, maybe they've known it for years or uh, just kind of awakening and they're kind of getting into it. You know, I think it's super important to have someone that's like a mentor that can help you, um, 
you know, kind of decipher what you're feeling or, or how you're feeling and stuff like that. So I wonder who was, who was your mentor? Yeah, I had one, her name was Maria and she was a friend and she said, you know, you're a, you're a natural medium, right? And I, and I was in my twenties, early twenties, and I didn't know what that was. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm like, Okay, explain that, please. And then she <laughs> she said, "Remember those imaginary friends you had?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> she doesn't know me for Adam from Adam. How did she know that? It was yeah. kind of interesting. And she said they were not imaginary. <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa, that all made sense. It really did because they changed. Like if we went to different houses, it wouldn't be the same people, or you know, imaginary friends would be different. Right, right. It would." Um, they, usually kids that have imaginary friends, they're their age or an animal or something fun. They're not usually an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> spirit, you know, hopefully like, not. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless it's, it's, I think, unless it's a spirit, a grandfather or, or just somebody kind of wandering through that, that right. feels a, a track, not, um, feels like, protective over kids yeah and you yeah, know yeah i've that. yeah i've i've uh in a lot of the clients i've done readings for with stuff going on in their house oftentimes it, it's like a grandfather or an uncle who's like watchdog over the kids you know yeah they're, they're, definitely. They're, they're there to protect them and because you know we may um you know, they just may not be cognizant of that. That's a possibility. You know, people will get freaked out and, and panic and not know what to do and think there's something after their kid. But I, I, yeah, a lot of times I think it's like a grandpa or something that's hanging out. So, um, so when you don't always realize they're scaring kids, they don't always realize. I yeah, I would, I would agree with that too. Um, so you know, you said you had, you know, imaginary friends and, yeah. um, invisible, <laughs> I think they invisible. were invisible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you, um, I mean, even as a kid, I mean, it sounds like maybe you didn't really, it wasn't like on your radar at all that it was like, uh, that it was a spirit. It was just no. like, you thought like it was your imagination. And- yeah. So mom told me, I said, she said, I had a great imagination. I would come up with these things. I had a really, um, really deep insight too for being a kid it was one of those kids where i said stuff and they would go whoa how do you know that or (laughs) i can't remember examples but it would be like how can you be three and saying these big concepts and and it all made sense too that i was probably accessing you know information that way yeah or maybe i lived before and took information with me and, and you were life, just yeah, and you were just repeating it, and yeah, that's yeah. that's cool. That that's one to see. Uh, one of my one of mine has said some profound things as well before, and we we're like, "What? How yeah. did you? <laughs> how do you even know about that?" Uh, yeah, you know, always kids are always surprising. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it is. So, it, makes you, it makes you wonder. Yeah, like where they're know. getting it from. But this mentor Maria, she she we were friends for a while, and she really helped me we had we uh ended up being roommates and in her room there was a portal and it was shooting out spirits and we would help she would actually talk to them 
And I would let her know what they were saying because I could hear. We both could feel and she could see. So I would just verbatim say this is what he's saying. And then she would talk to him about letting go of whatever was going on. Like if they were having a difficult time, they couldn't find their wife, for example. And they were frantic. She would let them know how to find their wife. And then they would, you know, move on most likely. Some chose not to go, not not to go to the next level or wherever that is. Right. Some, you know, some take a while, but it was putting a bug in their ear. And that really, that, I took that with me because I, I, I would do that. You know, they, they, they could call it like um, when spirits cross over. Right. And uh, some, the spiritualists call it spirit rescue. And there's other, uh, psychopomp is another way. It's, it's kind of like gate in the middle of the gate, like, like kind of letting them know, here's another place you can go if you're ready kind of thing. How, how I do it is I just go by my emotions. And a lot of times in, uh, we'll have an angry spirit at a case. And for sure, there'd be usually a woman there. Uh, like you said, you know, this would be like an aunt or a grandma <laughs> looking after the kids. And they would stay on a, where, what I would call is an earthbound state where they have energy still from the, from being human. So still have um, human emotions, still processing at that level. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've come to understand it as a, as a, it's a heavier level. It's, it's, uh, it's got thicker feeling. It's more dense and that's what we live on. And so some spirits can choose to stay on that and not necessarily are they having a hard time, but they might have a mission. They're like, I'm not going on that level because on a different level, because I need to stay where I am to protect my, you know, so-and-so because that other spirit maybe that's in the house that's being a jerk is on that Uh same level so they can do more it seems that's my understanding of it from from experience Uh, sure then oh go ahead no i was just gonna say do you um in some of these experiences you've had um do you I mean, do they just straight up tell you that they're lost or is there, I mean, you're like, they don't know (laughs) or, or they know they're staying put and they want on this, you know, on that level that they're on and they don't want to go. Like, do they tell you how to, like, how do you process that? That's where I use the empath ability because I'll connect with the spirit and I'll feel most likely what they're feeling. And okay in my belief that if they're um, so a lot of times we'll get an angry male and he's just pissed off about something that happened to him, that, that somebody did to him. Sure. This one guy got fired, you know, and he, he was really upset. It, it um, wife maybe left another guy, you know, whatever happened, they seem to hang on to that. So they don't really know that they're in that state. They just know that they're, 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 oh. um, Feeling what they're feeling, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not really processing through it. And that's the thing. That's where we do where we call it paranormal counseling, spirit counseling, where we connect with them and say, just so you know, you don't have to hang on to this anymore. This is all done now. You have 
completed your journey, you're, um, you, you, you know, you got to forgive yourself. That's most, yeah. of, most of the time. And sometimes they don't realize they passed on. So the first question I usually ask is, do you know you passed on? And, and a lot, you know, sometimes I hear no shit. So <laughs> they know. <laughs> so then we go to the next. So then I'll just feel, okay, I'm feeling sadness. I'm feeling this great sadness. Where and then um, there's level different levels of empath, and some some people have the level where they can connect with the person and know what's going on. So they'll feel the feeling, but they'll know why it's there. They'll sure. they'll have that, and that could be a combining of the abilities with the intuition. Like I'm feeling this, mm -hmm. and this is why, and then it just kind of meets. And that's that's good to have too, because say you're hearing a spirit say, "Oh, I'm a little kid," but you're feeling you're feeling like, "Oh no, this is not a little kid spirit. There's something going on here, something sure. not right." So you can tell when they're lying. So I think combining the abilities uh, can give you a really big picture, mm -hmm. and that and then that's what I that's what we do when we're doing this with this counseling too connecting with them and using all of our abilities we kind of see what we're seeing and you know see how they're 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 holding themselves they they could be um um imaging at a death state where they they have like a head injury still yes. or, or like how it just happened yes and um or or they could be you know progressed they could be 90 die you know passed away at 90 but coming through as 30 and that's right. usually you know um, usually when they they have a message trying to give somebody like my 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 uh, grandson will know me this way or or from a right. picture right or, or something like that and that's usually the spirits that crossed over already that are at a different vibration vibratory level is what we sure. call it or frequency and that's more of love that's where the earthbound spirits more about self-centered they're just more concerned about what's going on with them and the other ones have more other centered they're yeah. more what self or other you know um serving others that's what they're more concerned about right yeah and i I like to use, you know, I've, I've heard you speak on, um, you know, your understanding of earthbounds and stuff. And it's, it's kind of resonated with, with me over the years. And in my experience, they, they do feel different. Um, you know, and I kind of started to almost kind of see when somebody crosses over, it's like the soul's car wash and, yeah you know, you go through it and you, you get rid of all the things that were mucking you down in life. And then once you go through that, you can come back and you're a part of that light. You're a part of that energy. So you feel different. You feel bouncy, you know, uh, more of a positive sort of feeling, but someone who hasn't gone through the car wash, you know, as I call it. Um, yeah. I call it a spiritual know. shower. Yeah. Same yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, they do, they do feel different. Um, we got a couple. Yeah, if you're connecting. Yeah. No, we got a couple questions gonna, from chat. Go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, uh, finish up that thought is that they, um, now nah, I lost it. <laughs> I'll get it back. That Two in the morning. Two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You'll get it back tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have a couple of, of questions and one of them is, so what percentage of children who have, 
quote unquote imaginary friends are actually seeing spirits. You know, what do you think that is? Is that, do you think a, a lot of them are like a large percent of the majority with imaginary friends, they're seeing them or, you know, kind of what, what do you think? I'm not exactly sure because the ones that I've connected with, I'll see what they're seeing, but sometimes I'll be seeing what they're seeing in their imagination. Uh, so I would say it's half and half, I guess, where where it's <laughs> sure. it's hard to really say for sure. But I can say like, yes, I'm seeing the spirit. I believe I'm seeing the spirit too. So that's that's as far as I can go with it with them. Yeah, and everybody's different. So you know, yeah. uh, a young one who's you know, quote unquote, seeing these these people it might just be more of a feeling thing along with their imagination but there's something there so yeah i guess right. I would, that's that's a tough question that it's would be- hard to work with kids i've tried to work with kids and they just over here over there they're jack <laughs> russell's which is cool i can keep up with them but they don't really want to talk about spirits most of the time they right. they're just they're not real comfortable with it so it's best to i find to work with the parents and then just give them some tips and tricks and then they work with their kids. Right. Cause they'll know how to reach their kids. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you know, they see the strange guy talking about ghosts. They're like, I don't want to, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go play. Just, I want to go play over here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, they want to distract, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's another question from the chat. Uh, thanks everybody for, for joining in on the chat. Uh, it's great when you guys participate and ask questions. So I appreciate that. You can go to the station chat at WLTKDB.com. Um, so this one is from a Melissa. And the question is, have either of you had anyone come through that needs closure, like someone who doesn't know why or how they died? And I'll let you take that one, Seth. Oh, yes, several, <laughs> several, or doesn't know, okay, doesn't know how or why, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, uh, let's see, I just got all these images going through my mind, <laughs> just, um, through the years, I'm just trying to pinpoint one, mm-hmm. uh, my oh, mind's I- a blank right now. Uh, well, that means you have a lot. <laughs> that means you have a lot to choose from. Um, it, well, I would say, um, you know, I think I I have, um, you know, most of the time it's, you mentioned, you know, seeing somebody maybe that they're in their death state, you know, whatever injury that they, they suffered. And, um, you know, and I've, I've haven't seen those that often. Um, but to me, that's someone who, you know, might not know. And it's usually I've seen them like on the side of a road, um, like maybe there was a car wreck or something and they just, they don't look right. And, um, you know, I would say to, to answer the question, it's, I haven't really had a lot come to me and, and like give that feeling or, or say with a flashing sign, I need closure but I, I think it's more of um, it's closure for the person you're giving the message to, which gives them closure as well, um, gives the spirit closure as well. But um, I, yeah, to answer the question, um, yes. I mean, I think I've come across that, but nothing that was like direct 
it was more indirect. Does that make sense? You know, it was, it was more of an indirect experience. Makes sense. I am remembering some, actually, you would think that if there were suicides, they would know they passed on, but there are some cases that they don't realize that, that they, they did it. They right. remember doing it, but they don't, it's, it's a dream state when I connect with them and there's clips of time and, and you don't really know where you are. And it's, it's, it's kind of an odd, odd feeling. So yeah, I've had experiences like that connecting with them like oh okay they don't know what's going on they i'd have to tell them so then i would gently let them know well since you're talking to me you probably passed on and however there are times that there's comas and there was a friend of mine that she had a really hard time and she had a history of attempting suicides and one day her spirit showed up in our house and I started crying. I'm like, no, no, tell me this isn't happening. She said, call my phone. I'm like, what? Call my phone right now. So I called her phone and a cop answered, thought I was her dad. And said she was passed out on the bathroom floor. Oh and, man. But she was still alive. I'm wow. like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm not her dad, but I'm a good friend. <laughs> so I'm glad I, <laughs> found this out and then um they put her in a coma for a while after that she was in her own coma but then they had to put her under a can to help Mm -hmm. heal her and she would keep coming back to me we'd have discussions and she'd be really there i i was seeing these angels around her i think they were angels there was some sort of beings helping heal her and she was pissed she's like i don't want to go back there are you kidding me i said well as far as i know they're going to heal you for if you do want to go back there then you're good so Mm -hmm. so she did she did come back and she woke up and then she said that she in her experience she saw god and god said take a number and get on the back of the line (laughs) and she came back That's awesome. <laughs> so, so there did, are cases of that. Of, did of she? Comas. Did she describe? Um, you know, after coming out of the coma and everything, did she describe kind of like? Did she remember talking to you? And no, I thought really? I wondered that okay. too. Yeah, interesting. She doesn't remember anything. Okay. Did did it, it seem could... like? Did it seem like she was in a dreamlike state, like you were kind of describing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It was wow. very similar to a spirit, though. So that's why I thought she was a spirit at first. Right. Yeah, because you're like, well, if they're here showing themselves to me, then they're on the other yeah. side. Wow. Wow. So I'm a big believer. If you have a loved one in a coma, like my mom was in a coma, she's. I know she heard us. So we would just talk to her like she was awake. You know, yeah. Just tell her about her day or for sure uh, whatever. So I, I do think they're listening. Right. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting the, you know, the kind of, if it was a suicide or uh, maybe like a sudden car accident and they, you know, someone died instantly, you know, that it's, it feels kind of like a dreamlike state. And I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can recognize that, um, you know, in, in spirits that come through. So that would be interesting to, to check out. Well, I have like a million questions. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, 
that's great that you, you know, I, I'm glad we touched on, on your mentor. And, you know, I, again, I think that's just super important for anybody out there who's kind of starting, starting out or, you know, it's kind of scratching the surface. And, and this was um, like 30 years ago. And I still remember things she said, like, if you get a big ego, wow. you're going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- things like that. Just it's yeah. important to protect yourself. This just different things come up into my mind that I still remember today. And and we all need that. And so, yeah, that's that's so awesome. Um, so what what uh, what's been your most? Well, how long have you been doing readings? I should I should ask for people other than friends. Like how how long have you been professionally doing readings? Professionally, um, I just kind of lumped it in starting. So it was 30 years for actual readings. Uh, But I didn't do it for paid until like um, uh, 10, 5, 10 years into it, I think. I started doing that. I started on the psychic hotlines first um you don't make don't if you want to go on there it's not to make money because they make 2.99 a minute we get 10 cents or what was it 20 cents a minute (laughs) so it's you got to be on a lot (laughs) to earn money to make it worthwhile sure yeah but it's great practice I, i was so glad that i did that i got so so much experience in uh, readings in the psychic and uh, a lot of them wanted to know psychic stuff but every once in a while there would be a mediumship reading and there was one that there was the ultimate call and then I was done it, it was it was amazing for for that for that particular line I was done for a while because it was uh, a spirit that had committed suicide and came over okay. and we talk about that in the movie too and all around us that, that we have but it was basically this woman said i need to know you're real i need to test you and i i felt like oh no i hate tests because i get so nervous <laughs> but she asked me how many kids she had she asked me all those questions and apparently i got everything right on and i said wait a minute is this about a man i described him wearing a flannel shirt pans in his pockets head down he always used to stand like that yes it's it's my husband and I said, well, there's some sorrow. And she said he committed suicide. And so he, he wanted to not, he wanted to make sure she stopped blaming herself. That was the whole thing. So it was a very important reading. And it was going on an hour. I'm like, look, are you cool with this? Because, you know, we're going out. She goes, no, this is a very important call. So, okay. <laughs> I'm probably the only one opera, or the only um, one, me, you know, person, uh, psych, psychic person on the thing being concerned about their money. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> you know, but. So what, what about that call? I mean, made you kind of walk away from that stuff. I just felt finished. Like that was why I did it. <laughs> to get yeah. that one call. <laughs> yeah, well, I, like, I know there were other calls that were very important, but just that for some reason, that one really felt like something could have really shifted in her to help her. Yeah. that It felt like a shift. And, and did that kind of, um, I mean, was that rewarding for you in a sense that, yeah, you know, and do you think, um, you know, it was, was that kind of like a point in, you know, in your journey where you're like, okay, this is something I've got to, I've got to do and maybe approach a little differently to really get 
information to people that need it. Is that, you know, is that kind of what your thinking was or? I don't remember that. Okay. I just remember, and I still did readings, but I just didn't do it on the psychic lines. Right. So I just did it in person most of the time, mostly. Yeah. And so where, um, where do you normally work out of now? Out of the wild hair salon. And, uh, and out of, uh, it's in Camas, Washington, by the way. Mm-hmm. And also from Zoom or the phone. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> nowadays, right? We're all doing it remotely. Yeah. and I've taken you know. a break from from readings per se, but I'm doing uh, empath readings where I'm connecting with people if if they want help with emotions or yeah. uh, mentorship right now. But I hope to go back to the the other readings. Just sometimes we need a break. Yeah, well, you know, maybe there's a lot of people that need a mentor like you, and and that's the direction you're going. Um, well, how do people get a hold of you? I have a website. It's Seth Michael Advisor, or on Facebook, Seth Michael Psychic Medium Advi- Spiritual Advisor. Awesome. Yeah, if anybody's out there looking uh, looking for somebody to mentor them and and you know talk about empath stuff and um counseling there sets a, a great one to go to we're going to be going to a, a break here soon um and there's so what was that sounds like a pretty rewarding experience the the when you were on the hotline and that what was you know we got a few minutes and then we're going to take a break what do you what's been kind of your your scariest moment, I guess, what was kind of the, you know, whether it's an investigation or reading or whatever, what's kind of been one of your moments where you were like, you know, on the edge. <laughs> the Prune Hill house. The Prune Hill house was Jill's house. My girlfriend's house. I lived 2000 miles away. When I met her, we met online and she said, there's something going on at my house. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's something in this room. It's a bedroom upstairs, and some kids did a Ouija board in there, is what I felt. And something had opened up. And she said, not that I know of. And then she asked her daughters, and her daughter said, yes, their boyfriends had done that. They they were drinking <laughs> and found Jill's old Ouija board. Oh, no. <laughs> broke it open <laughs> and did it in the closet. Oh, no. <laughs> in this room. So there was a lot of experiences going on. I don't know if we have time now, if you want to talk more about it after the break. Yeah, well, we can we can hit it after the break. We got a couple more minutes. So, uh, yeah, continue okay. on. Continue on, yeah. All right. <laughs> Anybody that stayed in that room felt suicidal and destructive. They uh, There were holes in the wall. There was a lot of anger that, that happened in that room. Uh, the one guy, when I was in... The 2,000 miles away, I did what I could to protect whoever stayed in the room. So I would okay. try to put Teflon from long distance, a Teflon cover over the closet so that they couldn't get out. Well, the kid didn't know that. The teenager that was staying there told Jill that that night that he saw things, but it was like through a window and they weren't coming in the room. <laughs> so that oh, was wow. pretty interesting. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like, wow, it, well, that was good. It worked. <laughs> yeah. 
And and there was at one point where I she said there's scratching going on, there's all this happening, and she was alone at the house. So I remoted over. I, I sort of astraled over, but but I still was in my body, but yet my spirit was over in the room, and I was I was trying to stop whatever was going on. And then when I came back to my body, I kind of got got sidetracked and it was almost like the siren for the ships when they're like come here come here and this beautiful spirit well she wasn't even really beautiful but i'm like whoa i'm like going over to her and i'm hearing jill in the background call my name and then i'm like i snap back i'm like wait a minute what the heck's going on here i I was just like zoning out following the spirit and and my guide said that was the tunnel of death that's how people could get possessed i'm like really (laughs) oh i don't know (laughs) so so i don't know if that was my imagination or if that but that was pretty crazy that is a crazy experience. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we're going to we're going to take a top of the hour break here on the Paranormal Feet show with Seth Michael. And on the other side, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that uh, or remote viewing. And uh, then I've got a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about the All Around Us documentary film. And uh, so we'll get into all that after the uh, station break here at the top of the hour on WLTKDB.com. See you on the other side. stations in the world we're one of them we are controlling transmission wltk db let's talk alternative talk radio wltkdb.com stamps.com brings the post office and ups shipping right to your computer go to stamps.com to start a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale with promo code fox That's stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in FOX. The plan for delivery. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. The leaders of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, the CEOs of Walgreens, CVS, and others on hand for an hours-long outline of how a coronavirus vaccine will be distributed once it's approved. President Trump speaking to leading vaccine manufacturers and drug distributors at a COVID-19 vaccine summit just two days before a Food and Drug Administration Advisory Committee needs to consider the first U.S. application for a COVID-19 COVID-19 vaccine. This uh, will quickly and dramatically reduce deaths and hospitalizations. And within a short period of time, I think uh, we want to get back to normal. It's a very standard phrase. We want to just get back to normal, get back to where we were. The president also signing an executive order that would prioritize access for COVID-19 vaccine doses for Americans. Fox is John Decker in Washington, but it's not clear how the order will keep the drug companies from fulfilling their orders with other countries. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer say a $916 billion coronavirus relief package unveiled this evening by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin is progress, but the two in a joint statement said bipartisan negotiations are the best hope for a solution. Earlier, Schumer spoke about it on the Senate floor. We need both parties to sit down and compromise on legislation to help the American people. That's the only way to get legislation passed. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has been pushing a smaller measure, though he wants it to include liability protections for businesses from COVID-19 lawsuits. We can't get the economy back to normal if we have an epidemic of lawsuits on the heels of the pandemic. It simply won't 
make it possible for us to get back to normal. The clock is ticking for Congress to reach a deal before they break for the holidays. America is listening to Fox News. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Get started on Indeed.com Fox. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell urging the Senate to vote against a proposal from several Democrats that would block the sale of $23 billion in arms to the UAE. Senators considering this sale need to consider a reality we cannot escape. A significant competition for influence in the Middle East is underway. And China and Russia will be more than happy to meet the demand for advanced capabilities if the U.S. simply takes our ball. And goes home. Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy defended the resolution, saying the UAE has violated past arms sales agreements, resulting in U.S. arms ending up in the hands of dangerous militia groups. A major airline is taking another step to make flights safer. American Airlines will offer pre-flight at-home testing to all U.S. locations that have COVID-19 restrictions, including Puerto Rico. The tests will be available for purchase for travel starting December 12th through Americans at home testing partner let's get checked it's a nasal swab test the price starts at 129 dollars and results are typically delivered within 48 hours you need to order the testing kits online five days before your departure Ginny Cosola, Fox News. Forty years ago today, the world lost a music legend. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City. The most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles. Shot twice in the back. Rushed to Roosevelt Hospital. Dead on arrival. Howard Cosell broke the news on Monday Night Football on ABC. Lennon was returning home from the recording studio with wife Yoko Ono when he was shot. Today, Paul McCartney remembered Lennon tweeting, A sad, sad day, but remembering my friend John with the great joy he brought to the world. Ringo Starr wrote, I'm asking every radio station to play Strawberry Fields forever sometime today. I'm Lisa LaSara. This is Fox News. Others say it. We prove it. We are controlling transmission. WLTK DB. Let's talk. Alternative Talk Radio. WLTKDB.com. Everybody, the Paranormal Pete Show, where it's about six after this first hour here, and uh, on the West Coast, I don't know if where you're at, but uh, the ground here is squishy. <laughs> so, 
Seth was talking about earlier, going out and planting your feet in the dirt. Well, you get pretty muddy up here right now. So, <laughs> uh, but welcome back. Truth. Yeah, welcome back to the Paranormal Pete Show. I'm your host, Peter Orbea, with special guest Seth Michael. And before we went to the top of the hour break, um, you were telling the story of the Prune Hill House. Yeah. <laughs> and you had kind of touched on remote viewing there. And, um, you know, so I, I want to talk about that a little bit more. For those who, who maybe not have not heard of that or not sure what that is, what is remote viewing? It's where you can see things in your mind's eye n- not having to be there. So let's say you're in the store and you want to check on your car to see if you got a ticket or something. You can access your clairvoyancy and see if you get an image of your car to see if there's a ticket on it or, or if there's anything going on that you might want to go back out outside and check, for example. <laughs> that would be so me yeah, with the can... parking tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you got them. They're out. They're out to get me. Oh boy! <laughs> it's, well, it's good to practice too. Like to see before you go outside. Do I have one? And kind of see if you do. It's a good practice to have. Well, hopefully, you wouldn't have any. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So with astro traveling, you're going all the way out of your body. Okay. Where most people wouldn't wouldn't be able to wake up right away. And sure. I've uh, did out of body before one time. That's all I needed to do. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> comfortable with it. And when okay. I came back, the whole half of my body. I went through this hole with this light, and the half of my body that went through the hole because I heard go back. So I went back to my body, and my whole part was paralyzed for. It was just a few seconds, but it was weird. Really, and like asked like somebody, a whole half of your body was. The, yep, the half that went through that oval hole was all paralyzed for wow. just a few seconds, but it was weird. It was really strange. Well, so that makes all the way out. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let me ask you this then. So that kind of makes me think of, you know, one of the most common things, you know, you hear when someone's sharing their paranormal experience with you is, you know, waking up in bed and not being able to move. I wonder if possibly you know, like a sleep paralysis sort of situation. I wonder if maybe um, that could be factoring into it, that maybe the person's just unconsciously astral projecting and, you know, they have this experience and they wake up and they're freaked out and they, they can't really move because they're not all the way back yet. Um, I mean, yeah. do you think that's a possibility? That totally is. Yeah, I didn't actually think of that. Yeah, I, I just, when you were talking about it, it made me think oh. that, well, shoot, a lot of people talk about sleep paralysis or, you know, um, yeah. they talk I know about they it. Have yeah, yeah. And medical they, you know, explanations for that. But right. the, when I when that happened to me, that was in this, this only this one place where there was something in the closet. And it, it was really interesting how it had happened. It kept happening and ju- oh, just in that room, no other ever time. Really? So, yeah. So uh, I, I just think I think there is something to it. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. all the time, but I think there there's elements. Sure. Well, paranormal I'm, elements in it. Yeah. Well, I would think you know if somebody's, um, you know, uh, 
a regular regular person you know i'm not saying that we're not regular people but um you know a, a regular person that it's not even on their radar that they're psychic or can astral project and you know it's kind of like an untrained person going out into the field you know so it kind of makes me think well shoot maybe that's kind of what uh some of the experiences people are having is maybe they're actually astral projecting and um you know one thing yeah, I a lot of people do that at sleep there's natural travelers where they come back so tired they they wake up like they've never slept yeah and they remember some some snippets some some little flashes of, of things maybe places that they were and yeah. they were really active usually yeah well i'm wondering if uh, anybody out there listening to us right now if you've maybe had an experience where, you know, you had, you know, what people would call sleep paralysis when you woke up and, and maybe think about it a little bit more, maybe it wasn't like a sleep paralysis or maybe it wasn't something sitting on your chest or, you know, holding you down. Maybe just part of you is not all the way back yet. So uh, I'm wondering how many people out there have had multiple you know, sleep paralysis, you know, quote unquote, sleep paralysis type experiences where you wake up and you can't move. That's, it's interesting. You know, one thing I've always yeah. uh, thought about since I was a kid is I thought I just had a weird science fiction imagination <laughs> growing up. That's kind of what I felt my imagination was. Um, you know, I've always kind of thought probably as early as 10 years old, about as far back as I can remember with this is, I would would be going to sleep at night and I would think, well, I wonder if my other self is waking up when I go to sleep, they're waking up, you know, and then I started to think, hmm, I wonder if, you know, when I'm, you know, awake and I, I'm starting nodding off and get tired, does that mean my other part of myself is trying to wake up, but I'm not letting it. It's trying to wake up, so it's trying to make me go to sleep. So I was kind of wondered that, and maybe that's something I'll have to think about a little bit more and and talk to you know people who are really fluent with uh, dream interpretation. Yeah, um, with that, but I don't know, that's that just made me think of the thought too that sometimes we think that we're haunting ourselves, possibly on different timelines. Yeah, well. <laughs> Anything's possible, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put that in my in my my show, you know, the intro because you know we don't know much, and anything's possible. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's totally possible. Yep, um, <laughs> that is true. I I always um, it, it's best to shy the, to not use the word expert when you're talking about this field because sure. there's there's so many different possibilities, like you said. Right. And it no one does really know for sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's that kind of speaks to, you know, uh I, I've heard you say this before and 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 many other mediums that, that I trust that, you know, if you go to someone who says they guarantee you something, you know, that's the wrong person to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they, yeah, tell you for sure that they're going to be able to get like a certain spirit come through or for sure get the information that you want. Yeah, yeah. that's. Or or somebody that calls themselves an expert. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's a great point. Um, and I've always kind of taken that to heart, uh, you know, when I've heard you talk about it. And I've heard William Becker 
and uh, other mediums talk about, you know, it's not how it works. <laughs> you right. can't guarantee anything. Yeah, no, because so, we're still human. We're human. We're still having right. this human experience in this frequency. So we've got a lot of different factors. You know, our own thoughts are coming in, and right. and we have to try to field and figure it out. It's it's not exact science. Obviously, it's not a science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are trying to figure out how to make it an exact it's science, but yeah, it's total mystery. Yeah. And which would be awesome. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, they've, they've definitely made leaps and, you know, in, in different studies, but not to prove it yet. Yeah, so. not not proof. There's evidence, but no, evidence, no proof yeah. yet. There's evidence, but no proof yet. And right. that's something I always try. That's something I always try and remember is evidence isn't proof. It's just more evidence. So if, if yeah. it leads you, if you lead, if it leads you to more questions, you're, you're on the right path. <laughs> yep. Right, you know, yeah. we'll, maybe, and someday we'll all know at some point. At some day, <laughs> we'll all yeah. figure it out. Um, and then when like you're I, lucky enough to get certain evidence, that's what make people makes people believers. If, yeah. if I didn't have certain things happen, I wouldn't like. I didn't understand. I, you know, Maria told me I was a medium, but I needed to see it for myself. So only yeah. after years and years of practice did I. F- figure out oh okay there well there's no way there was a way i could have guessed it at these things but not like all of these things <laughs> you know right. and the yeah. kind of things yeah. so so that to me told me it wasn't proof but it was evidence to me that to me there was something going on yeah yeah and and even in in my own story and my own experience with you um you know, so you're you're still the only person I've got. I, well, no, I've had a psychic reading by another person, but you were the first one, and you know it it changed me. <laughs> but it was <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Um, but so awesome. it, it was definitely one of those. I, I I totally get where you're coming from. You you got to see it for yourself. You got to experience it for yourself because when. I sat down for my reading with, with you and you first, the first thing you said is, well, you're going to do your own reading, you know? And I was kind of like, wait, what? Probably thought I was nuts. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't realize this is how it works. Um, you know? And, and so, you know, you had written some things down and then you kind of had me do my own reading and then, you showed me everything you had written down beforehand and it was like exactly what I saw and, you know, almost in the exact order that I saw things. And, you know, I just, I couldn't believe it at first. It was just kind of like, Whoa, what I'm tripped out. What's going on here? You know? And then, uh, you had the, the little breaking through sculpture, you know, and that made me even more like, what? <laughs> I mean, he made this, he made this like a week before even knowing about me at all. And it was like the guy, my guide that I saw, uh, what the heck, you know? And then, uh, you know, I came home uh, and, and so, you know, I come home and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, to my wife, like, what is going on? You know? And she's like looking at me like, okay 
<laughs> but but it was like I had to experience it for myself because then um, my wife, she's my biggest critic and biggest supporter, right? And so she wanted to test me. She's like, you know, okay, you're you're you know, you think you're you're picking up on stuff and and this is going on. Well, give me details. Read me. Give me something. And which is a I later kind of realized, well, that's a pretty big challenge when you, it's hard to read somebody, you know, really well, because, you know, I was thinking, God, well, whatever I'm going to come up with, maybe she told me 10 years ago, you know, told me about this or something. Right. I get you. And, and so I just kind of went with it, but I wanted to see for myself and, and, um, you know, I saw a scene, a memory of at her grandparents' house. And she kept telling me, give me details, give me details. Cause I had been to this house a couple of times. I, I, you know, was familiar with it and, uh, she, give me details. And so I'm looking around, you know, in this memory, I'm kind of feel like I'm looking around and I see that, um, they had ice cream. It was a birthday party that I was seeing and they had, they don't open their ice cream carton from the top. They opened it from the side and her grandma would cut it into squares. And that was the detail that I saw. And to see her face in reaction, then I was going like, whoa, did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then, and then it, ju- it just was more and more. Anytime somebody came over to her house for dinner to hang out, you know, their great aunt or somebody would show up, you know, and I'd know their name and, what they like to do and, you know, had see, could see memories. So I, you almost really have to see it for yourself. So I, I totally agree with where you're coming from on that because I had to kind of see it for myself too. And then, and then I tried, I tried to read her, but I couldn't yet. So I still want to try to get a, give a, give her a shot. Give, yeah. You know, hopefully she'll give me a shot on that at some point. But, oh yeah. Uh, Sometimes it just doesn't come in and it's good to be honest too. Like if you don't get anything, sure. Don't guess, just say, okay, I'm just not getting it. Or, or if some things aren't making sense, then yeah. you could just be mixing it up with imagination or something or getting yeah. your signals crossed. So then it's not the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've noticed if you're, you know, if you've got a sinus cold or, you know, your head's, real stuffy that can really kind of mess things up but yeah there was a a famous one we went to see a gallery reading with it was chip coffee and he said he was on cold medicine and uh didn't didn't not a lot came through that made sense you know then yeah. with the spirits we were all mediums and we're sitting there and the spirits are looking at us like what the hell is he talking about <laughs> 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 so and I'm not downing him at all. I'm just saying that oh, yeah, the time sure. we were there, it didn't seem yeah. like he was on his game. <laughs> so yeah, and and I th- I know I, how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've tried. I tried to do a a group reading once, and I just had a horrible headache uh, the whole day, and was just you know <clears throat> nose running and stuffy. It was it was a couple years ago, and I just finally I was trying and trying, and after a while I was just like, look, you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, I'm just not just not feeling it so and it's it's tough to to admit that um but you know sometimes you have to and uh yeah well, I kinda, it's important I, to be honest yeah well i kind of wanted to ask you about because i know in, the, in in the past and you mentioned it earlier 
um, you've done a number of gallery readings, um, you know, at the Vision 8 studio. And yeah, at the twi- I started at the Twilight Theater yeah. company in Portland, Oregon, because it, we were, I was at a group reading. It took me the longest time to do group readings. I started with the private ones, and then my guides are like, how about group? Let's do group. Hey, how about group? And um, I finally said, okay, so I tried it, and there was this one, and a zebra came through, and it turned out to be that the lady's grandfather tried to train the neighbor's zebra. So there, Whoa. all this, <laughs> this information was coming through is like right on. And, and, and uh, she was trying to get a theater with her husband. And <clears throat> I don't know if they said theater at the time, but I, I, I remember I got something to the effect of talk, don't talk to this one lady, talk to the guy or something like that. And something about a library or so, something. Anyway, uh-huh. they ended up being in the library for a while and they, they did my advice and then they ended up getting a theater by, by following that. So that, that wow. was really cool. So then they invited me to do a gallery reading wow. and it's all started with that. And then I did my, did it by myself. The first one, I think we had like 60 people. And then I, I did a few by myself and I was, I was cashed at the end. Like I was, I was started at doing three hours. And for me, that was just, That's it was too time. much yeah. yeah, for that many people. And then especially when I was first starting the group or the mm-hmm. galleries, uh, or, or sometimes they're called platform readings. Some people might know them as that. Sure. And we, so, so I then asked, Teresa Cleave, a really good friend, and Sharon Lewis, who who goes by the name Aurora, mm-hmm. and to help me. So sometimes all three of us would go up there, but most of the time it was one of them and myself, and that made things a lot easier. I know that you work with other mediums too. I've yeah, with McKenna Long, and I've worked with her before too. She, yes. I love working with her too. Yeah, she's, it's she's a lot of fun to work with, and I've I've yeah. done uh, galleries with William Becker as well, and. It's kind of nice when, um, you know, you can kind of approach things from both perspectives or, you know, one person is feeling something on this side of the room and then, you know, I'm feeling something on this side of the room and then you can almost kind of d- divide and, and cover more ground that way. It's good for the so, spirits, too. They have more, more you know, different options to choose from, like who, who, who can probably help me get this message through the most? Yeah. You know, and then they can go to one of us. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you're doing a gallery reading, for those who haven't attended one, um, what's it, take us inside your head. (laughs) (laughs) What's kind of going, what's kind of going on in a gallery reading when you're sitting in front of a group of people? What's, what's going through your head? Is it, you know, can you describe it? Well, at first, uh, before I go out, I try to really center and focus, and the spirits start coming right away. And I start writing everything down: names, uh, who, what descriptions, what do they look like, what are they, who are they here for? Are they here for you know a granddaughter or a, or a, a son or you know what can you tell me? Where are they sitting? Um, so I'm asking them all this, and then I go out. And then we start taking turns, and then I'll just start reading off everything that I wrote down, uh, and then then we'll go from there, and then uh, then we'll do, and then other spirits will come up, and I usually have a spirit chair, 
I'll have one chair where a spirit can image sitting in. So that okay. kind of helps me focus. Then I'll focus on the chair and the spirit knows when it's my turn, I get to go by this chair or in this chair, you know, right. image themselves there. So for me, for me, that, that made it a little easier, but at the end of the night, my mind's all over the place and then I can kind of get scattered. I might go quicker, like from here to here to here, you know, right. um, but at first it's, it's more focused on a certain spirit, but then yeah. they piggyback to where they'll come through and uh, once one, a set of information will make sense, but then more information will come and then it'll start veering off to another person. Yeah. So yeah. it could be those, you know, to the both spirits coming through, trying to get through as quick as they can. <laughs> yeah. Quick. He's going to get animals that come through. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Get and... A horse, a squirrel. <laughs> the, the, I think the f- funniest ones for me have been birds. <laughs> really? Hilarious. Yeah. This one came through going, damn bird, damn bird. And and that's all he kept saying. And then the lady said that it was Dan Bird, D A N Bird, but they kept calling him Damn Bird. <laughs> so that's what he was saying. And and there there was a couple. There was one uh, bird that flew in. So so I'm doing the reading. I'm seeing this bird fly in on Thanksgiving dinner and fly right into the gravy. I'm like, did any the this area, you know, anything happen like that? And and two people raised their hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, and how i mean how many people have their bird jump into the gravy <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird they didn't even yeah. know each other <laughs> oh geez it's like a national lampoon's christmas you know yeah. uh, christmas vacation moment there that's awesome yeah exactly <laughs> so that's pretty wild yeah well you know i've i've always had a, a good time with with gallery readings and and I don't know if it's just me, but it always feels like they're pretty positive and not a lot of, you know, stuff that would make people feel down come through. It's more, you know, more of a, a positive thing. And um, one one gallery I did, and McKenna was, uh, Long was there for that, but uh, I was, it was, I can't remember how many people were there, but I was kind of going through and getting stuff for for different people and there was this one lady it cracks me up to think about it still today uh this one lady and i was describing a man and where he was from how old he was when he passed things that he did in his life and he was um in the philippines he fought in world war ii in the philippines i could see you know, Japanese flags on the sides of buildings and was describing the building. She, oh yeah. You know, everything. And she's like, Oh, that's, that's my, um, my grandfather. And, you know, and I said, his name's Felicino and I spelled it. I said, this is how I see it. And I spelled it. And then she goes, she threw her arms up and oh, you're all wrong. It's Filicino, not Felicino. And we all just laughed <laughs> Because it was like, oh my oh, god, I didn't pronounce it right, so it's all wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sort of sort of happened to me too. This this spirit was signing, like almost taking my hand and signing her name as a as a C something, but um, her name began with a T. And and they said that's how she used to sign her name. Then when I showed it to them, they said, no, that doesn't look right. I I didn't do it exactly right, but. But to sign your name with a 
T when your name begins with a T is kind of weird. So like was interesting. <laughs> and yeah. I, I thought it was a good hit, but they're like, no, it doesn't look that way. But I'm like, but I wasn't, I didn't mean to show you like, it'll be exactly like that, but <laughs> yeah, you're just know. giving an example. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just always crack up at that. You know, she was, uh, yes, that's right. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's yep. 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 And oh, no, you didn't say it right. No, you're Oh my wrong. gosh. <laughs> With the yeah. whole group, we all laughed. It was pretty good. I'll never forget <laughs> that one. That's, that's pretty good. Well, Hey, I want to talk about, awesome. um, your team a little bit. And uh, we got about 30 minutes left, so we're going to go. Yeah, speed I don't want to leave them hanging on the big, bad spirits that were at Prune Hill House, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to finish up with that real quick. Just, yeah, go ahead. Just uh, the short version. Uh, there were things happening for the first time, I could say, that was happening outside of my head, paranormal activity. Okay. Like, like um, the radio would play when there it wasn't plugged in <laughs> but you could hear a radio announcer come through okay and then there was uh, uh hearing marbles drop and roll constantly oh man yeah drop. and the dogs were downstairs there was nobody upstairs i'm getting chills thinking about it it was just weird then uh and we would go upstairs and it was this feeling this feeling like it would take this fear at the bottom of your and I'd pull it out <laughs> and you would feel oh, all this man. fear even though you weren't afraid so it was something it was not human I don't I don't think it was it would there were no human emotions it was despair it was things like that but it wasn't like sorrow or or any any sort of love in there at all or regret uh, yeah no nothing like that yeah so so I think it was a neg I think these were negative entities these really um really negative ones not and it felt like there were three of them non-human yeah and they said um when we first talked to them it came through as a kid and said they were third 13 and third grade missing kid i had i i wasn't familiar with the area code and they gave a phone number so i said if you're a missing kid what's your phone number and they gave it to me. It was a 503 number. Jill goes, oh, that is local. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And we called it. <laughs> See what was up. And then they said they had just got that number. That was a brand new number for them. Whoa. So, <laughs> yeah. But but then we um, and then Jill said, well, you can come out of the room because it would only stay in that room. And, uh, <laughs> well, w- w- after it came out of the room, then hell broke loose all over the house, all over the oh, upstairs wow. anyway. Yeah, but when we Crazy. went to the store though, and and I came over me like a like it clicked. It's like, oh shit, that wasn't a kid. That was not a kid. And then they were lying. Guys, yeah. yeah, and then I'd go to that door, and I'd have to go into that room when it was in the room at first, and I would feel a hand on my spirit, uh, one of my guides, a hand on my shoulder, going, "It's time to learn." So, so uh, I kept playing. I saw this video on YouTube on how to rid. I, I don't really use the word t- t- uh, term demons because it, it there, I, there's so much more out there. So I don't want to just limit it to, to that. But sure. um, I found a mm-hmm. thing that said rid of demons and there was this guy talking. And so I just played it in the room and it started to actually help a little bit. And then our friends came, uh, or Jill's cousin came over and uh, his wife. And, and then we, we all prayed and then we finally, it finally felt better. 
Yeah. It, it took a while though. And then Jill, Jill said, Oh, you know what? We should help others and make a team and do this for other people. And at first I was like, hell no. Cause that was a lot, <laughs> but it's, it's worse when your own house. Sure. When oh yeah. Rather than going into a location. Sure. And, and it's, it's, it's a lot, you're a lot more vulnerable if it's your own. So yeah, if you got hardcore, I would say to get help is, is a good thing. Yeah. And, well, uh, and, you guys eventually did start a team. Yeah. Then my guide said, well, what, are, <laughs> what are you thinking about that team after all? <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. Let's yes. do it. And so, I'm glad we did. We've been doing it for nine years. Yeah. So. It's, it's White Light Paranormal Insights. Yep. And tell us a little bit about the team. What's kind of the, um, you know, what's what's kind of your guys' thing? What's your, what makes your team um, different than most teams that are out there? We've got several members. Some members do the investigations. They'll bring, come in with the equipment, and they'll they'll like like if if activity happens at three in the afternoon, usually they'll come at three in the afternoon. They'll just right. it doesn't have to be at night. It just come right. you know they just make a time when the activity is usually happening. So mm-hmm. they'll go and they'll spend some some time being quiet and and listening and really trying to experience what what the client might be experiencing and hopefully catch something on evidence you know some sort of evidence to show the client that hey you're not crazy this is what's going on and that's usually where the shows end is say yeah you got we think you have something (laughs) here's some evps and here's you know some other things going on but uh good luck with that (laughs) yeah second half of the team we try to resolve the issues so we call it a spiritual resolve where we don't guarantee that we're going to be able to rid of anything but we're going to try our best to connect with the spirits see what's going on with them can there be ground rules how about don't come up behind me in the dark when the door is closed in my bedroom don't come into my bedroom if if the spirit chooses to stay and the client's okay with that Otherwise, otherwise, if it's negative entity, we, we work on trying to get that out um, if possible and uh, also teach the client some tools and how they can they can keep and maintain their house. And sometimes yeah. if we're not able to get something else, out, something out right away, we'll we'll come back and we'll still keep working with the client until we get some sort of a hopefully you know a resolve or or we'll you know there might be somebody else in the team or in the in the field that we know of that specializes in a certain kind of entity that we feel this might be happening or or, or, then so we'll call in somebody else so we're it our slogan is empowering people and guiding spirits that's awesome and now everybody on the team is um psychic or medium or psychic medium or empath right you know is the it resolve much- team usually has the more people that <laughs> that um we call ourselves mediums but yeah they're definitely everybody on the team has abilities they they either have a strong empath going on a strong set with that or or a strong intuition i know like Kristen is very high in intuition as well as jill you know, okay. for example, then they, so, so if Jill's going on a resolve with me, she'll go, oh, I'm, I'm getting this and it'll be really, I can't think of an example, but we, like even the last one we went on, it something was right on. So, wow. so, you know, they, they help us as well. 
That's yeah, that's awesome. And so do you guys um, find that clients, you know, report back to you and, you know, that things are better or they're co they're cohabitating better? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, we have a pretty good success rate with that. And then yeah. we always do keep in contact with everybody. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's not just like you're saying, sure, you know, on the yeah. shows where, all right, well, here's the evidence. You got a ghost. See you later. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, we really try to, even if we can't get whatever it is out, we're there trying to support and because we know what it's like. Yeah. And kind of help maintain, and yeah, that's that's awesome. So, is there a place? Um, yeah, tools. And, Teach them tools. Yeah, exactly. Is there a place that you guys um, have investigated a lot? And I'm kind of, um, I know the answer. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But for those who don't, yeah, it was it was a, a love hate relationship I had at beginning with this place. It's called Kenton Station. Mm-hmm. It's in Portland, Oregon, and St. John. So North Portland, uh-huh. and it was a uh, was a Swift Meat Packing Company, I think. If I'm, I've heard the spiel a million times. You think I'd memorize it? <laughs> but it was uh, also a speakeasy, and we've had a lot of experiences in there. Our team does a well used to uh, do. We will again <laughs> a free haunted basement tour. Yeah. When now? When is that? every Tip, third Thursday? Typically, every third Thursday in normal times at seven thirty. Yeah, in yeah. normal times seven in normal times, and you know, I mean, how long is your is the tour of the place? About an hour and a half. Oh, we go cool. in the basement. It's a dirt floor. It's really gritty. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> you know, you really get the ambiance. It was an old Fight Club. It, it, we've got there. There they put a rope up to kind of get get that feeling and and uh i used to feel punched in the stomach like a lot in the certain areas <laughs> so i do oh, really geez. think it was a fight club <laughs> no you were maybe other st- people yeah like you were standing in the way of someone's punch <laughs> and they yeah. got you instead <laughs> yep so as in this We've, in this place in the mm-hmm. kenton station uh would there be i mean do you think and I guess this could go for any location that you've you've been to uh, a, a number of times. Do you think that there's um, entities at the Kenton Station or other places that you frequent that know you? Like when you get there, I mean, you have a rapport, you know, do you feel like they know you, they recognize you? Yes, yes, definitely. Because especially at Kenton Station, when we first started there, we did help a spirit, uh, we believe, cross over. And okay. she was, we believe she was a prostitute and that the mob guys kind of felt like they had a right keeping them there. And we let them know. And there was a couple of times, two different, uh, well, more than that, that, you know, a couple different situations. Um, I mean, a few uh, could be even like or 10 that we've <laughs> come across, like they didn't feel they could leave but we okay. let them know. So just through the years, you know, they would come up to us. And so I think the spirits got to know me from that and they weren't real happy. And the team at the time wasn't real happy with that either. Uh, okay. Kristen was, she was, she was helping with the tours at the time. And then on that team, we had come there and she had her own experience 
about a spirit that was getting in her for her force field and she was almost like she was um, actually pushing it out and and was was having an emotional time with the spirit and then we let her know we feel like that spirit had a uh, it was a, a miscarriage I think Oh, I don't think it. I don't think it was a forced abortion, or it was. Oh no, it was abortion. It was abortion, and um, I'm pretty sure it was such a long time ago now. And uh, sure. um, she was afraid she was going to go to hell, and so we talked her down from that, and we believe she crossed. And then Kristen was so excited and happy that hey, you know this these mediums came and they saw what i you know felt and and everything and this happened and and they're like they didn't have permission to do that <laughs> and then the other person said how did you feel if someone went into your house and let your pets out <laughs> they, oh, wrote her, they wrote her email saying that and she's like okay you know what <laughs> i'm gonna go with these guys <laughs> so so eventually eventually she came to um to our team so, because she had similar similar thoughts with that, like like it made yeah. sense to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we've had a lot, and then and then that team actually was trying to get people to remote and astral over to attack me whenever I went to Kenton because I was quote unquote clearing out all the spirits. There's no way in the heck I could clear out all the spirits, or would I try? <laughs> <laughs> it was a miscommunication. It was it was just sure. craziness. It was yeah. nuts, and then he was banned. They were banned from from doing the uh, the tour, and then and then and then our team got it. So Kristen does the the talking parts of it, and we we yeah. just we just help or you know help with anything mediumship that you know if anyone has questions or um, yeah get messages. So uh, that's awesome, and and I like the the rapport building. I feel kind of that way with uh, here in Port Gamble you know, at the Walker Ames house and, and have tried over the years to develop a rapport that, you know, where they recognize me. Although I mentioned many times, I'm sorry, you have to hear me talk again, <laughs> saying the same things. <laughs> I'll try and mix oh, it up. Yeah, for you, I but, hear you. But yeah. it is, I think it is kind of nice when you can build that, build that. Rapport. Yeah. Now I feel more comfortable, like way in the beginning it was it the spirits were kind of against me because of what that guy was telling them and what what his experience was like he was kind of getting them to say well he's they were saying kill seth of course they oh, were geez. mad at me over the evp uh the spirit box the of course they would be mad at me because uh there was an instance of one jumping in me because he was mad that we crossed over another one and uh, this was pretty wild. The the, the five, five mob spirit guys crowded in around Aurora, Kristen, and I. And Kristen had the EV, um, EMFer. She had the K2 meter. Okay. And, it, and I said, one's in me. And it went all the way to green on my stomach. And it shouldn't do that on people. Heat was rippling out of my stomach. And cold was coming out of my back. And then Aurora put her back to mine. And in the meantime, I was telling the spirit in my head, like, you're not going to move for me. You're not going to talk for me. you got to get the hell out of me. And Aurora said, emit love. I thought of my mom. He thought of his and fell right out. So oh, love geez. was the key, man. Love just made it all go away. <laughs> and it, 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 Power went poo. <laughs> and isn't that, isn't that something that uh, 
you know, it's it's hard to remember, but that's something that carries over in all walks of life. Yep. You know, and while that was happening on the other side, that we couldn't hear them, but they were doing the spirit box, and Jill was over there, and she hears she hears Warren Seth. Well, she probably, she thought it was nothing, but at the same time, I'm getting possessed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, so, warning would have been nice, but yeah. <laughs> oh well. That would have been made, cool to have split cre- screens like showing all of that. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was wild. We've had some wild experiences down there. That's that's so I, awesome. I do and I do like it. I do miss it. We yeah, have been but... able to get down there to do to do uh, an investigation with just a couple of team members and masks and everything. And yeah, because nobody nobody's there anymore. But ne- yeah, ne- it was it was dead and not in a good way. <laughs> it was like, oh, geez. nobody was coming through really. Yeah, so was, well, maybe they're like, well, nobody's left. been nobody's been down here for a while, so <laughs> yeah. we're going to go over somewhere <laughs> <took> else. Off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. I I've <laughs> noticed I've noticed in Port Gamble with all the tours and stuff that when in normal times that the Walker Ames house is a little more quiet when there's a theater production going on in the old town theater. And I always joke and say, well, I think they're all over at the theater watching the play. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've just kind of noticed that over the years. Well, yeah. um, we've we've got about 14 minutes, and I really want to talk about your film. Okay. And of, and of course, I'd like to have you back on again, because I feel like we could talk so much more. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, so this film's got All Around Us, and you can find it at allaroundusfilm.com. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about it, because I think it's – it's unique in the sense that, I mean, you got to really kind of tell your the story through your lens, not somebody else's lens. Um, you know what it's what it's like to be a medium. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we go, we go over different topics. We go over what it's like being a kid. What the uh, what we talked about tonight with earthbound spirits crossing over. We talk about mental health issues and uh, stress sometimes, you know, being a medium, the the negative parts, the positive parts. And then um, there's some clients on there that talk about their experiences with having readings and uh, friends. Definitely, I've got like Teresa Cleave and Karen Anderson and Karen Frazier and I know I'm going to miss people, uh, Aurora, and there's just a, a slew of cameos <laughs> with uh, <laughs> friends in there, sure. you know, with, right. telling their their experiences, and mm-hmm. and I, I think it, it was it was a really cool experience. It was through a gallery reading where uh, Tristan Luciati he he approached me and said I'd really like to do a documentary, so we uh, on you, so so kind of went from there and I said, can my friends be in it? And he said, sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but you basically kind of got to tell it through a medium's perspective, um, you know, and kind of what you've gone through. And, and uh, I, of course, own a copy of and it. You, and you were in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, so I, you know, I've got my copy of it. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the self-documenting that you were doing, um, you know, with your own camera, you know, and stuff, you, you were getting pretty emotional and, you know, just talk a little bit about what it was like to self-document as you're 
kind of going through different situations and experiencing different things. I mean, that must have been pretty hard to do. What? How was it for you? It was pretty interesting. The one thing that happened that I thought was pretty wild is um, I have a, a, a father on the other side that I'm I'm adopted by my dad. I, I have my biological mom, but but adopted dad is because my biological left when when I was three, and okay. I believe he came back in spirit form. And he kept trying to he kept trying to talk to me while I was doing that. Oh jeez! <laughs> and, and and I'm like, I said something to the effect of, um, "Don't you see the sign on the door? No assholes allowed." <laughs> Like I was just getting really upset with him, you know, because he kept he kept and it was it wasn't it wasn't a comfortable thing. Like I wasn't ready to talk to him. Like my my adopted dad too. It took me a while to warm up to to be able to resolve issues as they can on that side. They can progress and they yeah. can talk about things, but we have to be ready too. And I wasn't ready for for either one at the time. I I, yeah. I made amends now and things are better, or, or they made amends. Mm-hmm. you know pretty much but uh but yeah th- there were just some some interesting things i can't remember everything but but we, yeah. we did have interesting experiences happen <laughs> yeah i was going to i was going to ask if anything weird happened during filming like uh a lot of batteries guys... got drained oh yeah almost <laughs> all the time yeah <laughs> Maybe that was all of you guys. I imagine uh, getting be. a group of getting well, we a group in... of empaths and mediums together. It's like wow, energy off the scales. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I have to ask, um, just because I was, you know, you you make me want to laugh and 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 have fun. What was the funniest blooper moment? Uh, during the whole filming process was there anything that that just had you guys laughing oh man oh <laughs> i can't think of anything offhand i know there okay. was some okay <laughs> that it's a really good question i just wasn't prepared to, oh okay to yeah. remember like <laughs> sure i'll have to ask uh tristan he'll he can remind me okay and then okay. then i can come back to you on that one <laughs> that's awesome or you'll think of it again you know at two o'clock in the morning tonight yeah so, exactly yeah, well, i wish that i had the it. answer to that because <laughs> yeah there was just um yeah for some reason my mind escapes yeah. me sometimes <laughs> well i i think it's a it's a neat film i it's it really kind of shows i think a lot of people don't realize what mediums go through um you know because maybe um, if it's a, if it's a client, they're only really talking to you when you're doing something, you know, you're, you know, helping them out or something. And, and so I got I a blooper re- for you from a case. Oh we yeah. Go ahead. Bloopers galore. Oh, hey, give, give us a good one. Give us a good blooper. All right. Here's, here's a good one. Uh, yeah, there, there, uh, this, this guy finally crossed, and man, he took a long time. He was that was his house. He built that house. He was not going anywhere. He had Jack, I think it was Jack Daniel bottles buried all over, porn Gosh. magazines all over the place. He was he was sticking there. He did not want to leave, and uh, finally got him to go. And then my experience was some there was a negative entity attached to him, like a backpack. And then when okay. he went. This negative entity f- fell off. 
It okay. just peeled off of him. So it, that was still in the house. So we had to work on that. And then I, w- I was in I was in the bathroom and I saw it there. And I and I said, investigators, you gotta get in here now. Gotta go check that out or whatever. So you tell them, you know, get in there. And then they running in there and they heard a tap on the window. They don't know what that was about, but they they don't know for sure if that was evidence. And uh, and they said, oh, okay, we're 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 done. Like, what was going on? It's like that was a creature of the Black Lagoon in there, and like you sent us in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a thing about the axe man. There was a guy with the axe, and I was sending oh, him geez. back there. But he was a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> a good axe, a good axe man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> but Tracy on the team said, "You're going to send us back by a, by a guy with an yeah. axe." <laughs> at least tell us first. Yeah, but, I but did. They, they were investigators. I thought they wanted to know, you know, yeah. but but they're like, you sent us in there on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that to people on my tours. I have a muse uh, where we take a restroom break and then have everybody go take the break when they come out. Now we're talking about the haunted stories about the bathrooms. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, what? You sent us in there? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I said, yep, if I told you the stories beforehand, you wouldn't go in there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I said Creature of Black Lagoon, they wouldn't have gone. Um, well, so, <laughs> they would have been like, you go. <laughs> there was, a, there was uh, something going on in a bathroom one time, too, and I'm going in there, and all of a sudden, this black cat jumped out at me. And then we made sure that no pets were allowed in oh, investigations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was you know, pretty well, tricky it's, too. But they it's usually the up. living. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it usually the the living? The living are scarier than the dead. Yeah. Uh, when you're in this <laughs> field of work, I think it's the living people that that scare. Yeah, me and and they that the... yeah and yeah they scare you more than anything. Yep. It's, it's just other people on the investigation. Yeah. And especially if they're joke. Especially if they're jokers too. But yeah, yeah, it's always the living that's that's scarier. But um, so yeah, I mean, I just want to go back to your f- film a little bit. So that's allaroundusfilm.com. And for anybody interested in in mediumship and and just to kind of see what what it's like to live the life of a medium, this is a great film. It's ten dollars right now for streaming, or if you want oh, nice. the DVD, it's uh, I think it's twenty five or twenty. Okay, I think it's twenty right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, support you know support the support all of us out there and get and get the film uh, for the holidays too of that coming up and uh, yeah, great gift idea. Yeah, it's just a it's a neat side of the story that it really isn't told in a lot of documentaries out there. And so yeah, I, I with the the work that I do and and I kind of thank you for helping me out. Um, you know, and as we were talking about animals and, and the birds and stuff, I remember that during my reading, you you asked you had asked me if um, there was you know if I had a connection with animals. And my mom was a vet tech, and so I spent a lot of time in in a animal hospitals growing up and taking care of sick animals. And I was kind of felt a connection. But while you were asking me that, a stinking crow. Flew yeah. up right on the outside of the window, like looking. I mean, it was like right on the other side of the glass of my face, and like looking at me. And you're like, "Oh, do you have a connection with animals?" And I was like, uh, "I guess." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, but, pretty crazy, but, pretty uh, wild. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, do you uh, you get you you mentioned that the tours they'll probably start back up. Yeah. Um, once we kind of get into a place where we can have tours and. 
Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. I've I've had to cancel um, my tours um, as well, and for the for the meantime. But uh, um, you know, I want to thank you again for for coming on. Uh, again, we're with Seth Michael, um, spiritual advisor, psychic medium, um, SethMichaelAdvisor.com. If you want to get a hold of him. Um, it's just fun to have you on. I'm so glad that uh, you could take the time and I definitely want to have you on again. Um, cause I think there's a lot we didn't get to. Um, now I've got a couple of minutes left and real quick, there's a book that you had lent me your personal copy, which I was so grateful for. And now I have my own copy, but it's a book called your psychic by Dr. Pete A. Sanders. And he's in the movie, too. He is in the film, yes. And so that book, um, I've suggested it to to many other people. But uh, I want to, you know, thank you for turning me on to that book. It's a great resource if you're kind of trying to discover your your psychic abilities or it it really lays it out in a way that you can understand it. Yeah. And and that helped me the most. It really helped me, too. So if you're out there and you're kind of in this limbo of, oh, what's going on? Am I, am I having a psychic awakening or what do I do with, with my gifts? You know, definitely check out this, that book. Um, cause it's a good resource for just understanding possibly what's going on with you and identifying things. So, uh, I just want to make sure to throw that you in. You don't even too. have to read it cover to cover. Just pick out what, what, you're, yeah. Uh, it, Exactly. And so I just want to put that out there, but uh, we're getting real close here to wrapping up. And uh, so I want to again, thank Seth Michael so much for, for coming on and I really appreciate it. Now, next week we've got Neil McNeil coming on. who's a parapsychologist investigator and a researcher. And so he's going to be coming on next week as my guest. And Neil, I would say is some people have dubbed him the godfather of paranormal research in Port Gamble. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Uh, he, he's an amazing guy. So definitely tune in next week and stay tuned to the station because there's a lot of great shows on the station and let's talk radio. And uh, you know, it's WLTKDB.com. So definitely check out the other shows on the station. The archive of this episode will be uh, up tomorrow and along with Haunted Voices and Schooled Through a Spirit, all the shows today. So there's a lot of great shows coming up. I'll be on next Tuesday with Neil McNeil. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Leave you all with this. The past is history. The future is a mystery. But today's a gift because it's the present. Don't forget to be in the present. Hug the ones you love. Air hug everyone else that you can. And uh, that's it for now. It's the Paranormal Pete Show with your host, Peter Arbea, special guest, Seth Michael. And I'll see you next week. Have a good weekend, guys. Thank you. Bye, everybody.